Who's the most? Who's the greatest? Who picks the hits? Who brings you the latest? Before a record really matters, he lets you hear the very newest platters. Who's the most? Who's the greatest? Who picks the hits? Who brings you the latest? You guessed it. Theme Time Radio Hour, Bob Dylan. Here's a toast to your host, he's the most. Welcome to Theme Time Radio Hour. Are you having a good time? Are you enjoying yourself? Are you comfortable? It may seem like I'm asking a lot of questions. Well, you better get used to it, because that's all you're going to be hearing for the next hour. We'll be asking the tough questions. We'll be raising some interrogatives. We'll be looking for the answers. You know, when I was a younger man, I thought of going into journalism. I found the journalism textbook from the 20s. And even back that far, they've told you about the five W's. Who, what, when, where, and why. We'll be examining all of them. We'll also be looking at how and do, as in do you take this man to be your lawful wedded wife? We'll be asking all the questions. We might not have all the answers, but that's okay, because Voltaire put it wisely. Judge a man by his questions rather than by his answers. Rudyard Kipling also weighs in from 1902's Just So Stories. The Elephant's Child. I keep six honest serving men. They taught me all I knew. Their names are what and where and when and how and why and who. I send them over land and sea. I send them east and west. But after they have worked for me, I give them all rest. Rudyard Kipling, questionable poet. Let's start things off the way a good reporter does, with who. In this case, who do you love? Or should it be whom do you love? We'll look that up and get back to you on that. Here's Bo Diddley asking that musical question, who do you love? I use a cobra snake for a necktie. I got a brand new house on the roadside, made from rattlesnake hide. I got a brand new chimney made on top, made out of a human skull. Now come on, take a little walk with me, Arlene, and tell me who do you love? Who do you love? And I don't mind dying Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? I rode around the town Use a rattlesnake whip Take it easy, Ollie Don't give me no lip Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you Somebody scream, you should have heard just what I see. Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Arlene took me by my hand, she said, Ooh, we boy, you know I understand. Who do you love? Diddly on the checker record label, Who Do You Love? And I looked it up. Who Do You Love is grammatically incorrect. It should be Whom Do You Love? If you want to figure out when to use who, whom, whoever, or whomever, substitute a personal pronoun for the relative pronoun. The case of the personal pronoun is the correct case for the relative pronoun. For example, I do not recall to whom I lent the book, or is it to who I lent the book? Well, if you change the pronouns, it would become 
I lent the book to her. Therefore, her agrees with whom. I do not recall to whom I lent the book is correct. There'll be a quiz at the end of today's broadcast. We go from who to what, as in what do you want? This is one of the earlier records that Lieber and Stoller wrote for the Robins before they became the Coasters and way before they became the Boasters. Came out in 1955, received heavy airplay in New York. Alan Freed was a big fan of this record, or maybe he just got paid to be a big fan of this record. I like to think he was really a big fan, because I like the record. Here they are, soon to be the Coasters, the Robins, and what do you want? You don't want this, you don't want that, tell me why You've got plenty of money Talented guy. Not only did he write so many hit songs, including Whipped Cream, which the Tijuana Brass took to number one, which later became the theme of the dating game, he was also a powerhouse producer, making hit records for Dr. John, The Bell, The Meters, and others. This song was later covered by Bunny Raitt, Bob Skaggs, and Lowell George. But here's the man who wrote it, Alan Toussaint. And what do you want a girl to do? Break. 
And what do you want the girls to do? I'll tell you what the girls wanted to do. They wanted to vote. They were suffragettes. That was a word that was coined by the British newspaper, the Daily Mail, in 1906. It was a dismissive word for women seeking the right to vote in national elections. American women took ownership of the word and called themselves suffragettes, or suffrage workers. David Bowie sings a song about a city full of them. Perhaps the most famous was Susan B. Anthony, who you can see on the dollar coin from a few years ago. She argued that the right women needed above every other was the right of suffrage. In 1869, Wyoming became the first American territory which extended the right to vote to women. Three years later, Susan B. Anthony claimed the 14th Amendment, equal protection under the law, guaranteed women the right to vote. Today, women can actually vote in 37 of our states. Now we've covered who and what. Next is naturally when. Here's a slightly easier question. Phil Everly wrote it, Don and Phil sing it. It's called When Will I Be Loved? the Everly Brothers, when will I be loved? Perhaps they were invoking the Socratic method. 
In the Socratic method, a question is posed. A plausible hypothesis is suggested with testable propositions. There's a period of cross-examination or refutation. Hypothetical propositions are tested until their consistency is found. When all tests are exhausted, the hypothesis is considered true for now. If no determination is reached, it ends in a state of puzzlement of rhetorical doubt. The method was named after the Greek philosopher Socrates, who lived from 470 to 399 BC. He was one of the most important philosophers who ever lived. He left behind no writings at all. What we do know about his life, we know from the writings of his disciples, including Plato. Socrates engaged his students in questioning towards the goal of the unending search for truth. His constant questioning brought him into conflict with the ruling class of Athens. An Athenian jury found him guilty of charges of corrupting the youth and interfering with the religion of the city. They sentenced him to death. He accepted their sentence with remarkable grace. He drank hemlock and died in the company of his friends and disciples. Socrates, looking for truth until the end. This is Theme Time Radio Hour, where we're asking the burning questions. We're popping the question. We're saying don't ask, don't tell. We're not ducking the question. We're there for the asking. The question is, where you at? Here's Lloyd Price. Received his early musical education from the jukebox in his mother's fish fry down in Canada, Louisiana. He heard a lot of jump blues players and sought out Dave Bartholomew, the local band leader, who signed up to specialty. His biggest hit was Lottie Miss Cloudy. You know, a lot of his records, Stagger Lee, Personality, he had many, many hits. Currently, he manages the Icon Food Brands, which makes a line of Southern-style foods, including Lottie Miss Cloudy food products ranging from canned greens to sweet potato cookies. There's a whole line of Lloyd Price foods, including the soulful and smooth grits and the Lloyd Price Energy to Eat Bar. Good taste, great personality. Lloyd Price, singer, entrepreneur. When I'm moving slow, slow, energy to eat, I eat more. Pick up the new energy to eat granola bars. Now available nationwide at your local 7-Eleven stores. Brought to you by Lloyd Price Icon Food Brands Incorporated. Energy to eat. James Thurber once said, It is better to know some of the questions 
than out of the answers. He was smart, funny, and he knew how to drive a dog. I don't know if Bill Monroe knew how to drive a dog, but he knew how to dance and could sing like nobody. He was pretty good on the mandolin as well. He's got a question for us, a song written by Johnny Bond. He's wondering where you are tonight. Here's Bill Monroe and his bluegrass voice. Tonight I'm sad, my heart is weary. Wondering if I'm wrong or right. To dream about you though you left me. I wonder where you are tonight. interviews and sort of performed on television. Once he even canceled a concert at Carnegie Hall because he believed the promoter, Alan Lomax, was a communist. He may have been wrong, but he stood by his decision. What great artist designed the incomparable bell tower in Florence in 1334? Giotto. Giotto is right for $1,000. Here's your $1,000 question. What great artist designed the magnificent central dome of St. Peter's? Michelangelo. Michelangelo was right. One of the most popular shows in television was the $64,000 question. It was so popular that there were a whole string of imitators. Most famously, 21, which is the one that brought the whole thing tumbling down. A man by the name of Charles Van Doren had a two-month winning streak. He was the son of noted sex bot Mamie Van Doren. It became a sensation and was offered a three-year contract on the Today Show. In August of 1958, another contestant named Herbert Stemple, who Van Doren had defeated, went public with the story of how tightly the show was planned. The contestants were given the answers in advance and told when they had to lose. The final blow came when Charles Van Doren appeared before the House Committee on Legislative Oversight and confessed. It almost killed the whole idea of game shows. For years, they were off the air, only to come back in the 60s stronger than ever. The most famous person to come off the $64,000 question was Dr. Joyce Brothers, who was able to get to the top legitimately by answering questions about boxing. The show was such a phenomenon that were even songs written about it, like this one by Bobby Lee Tuggle, a drummer who used to play with Piano Red. He recorded this with the checkered label and has the same name as this show, the $64,000 question. Do you love me? $64,000 question. I never took a walk to school. I'm just a plain old doggone fool. Come on, honey, I'm in a hustle. 
What do you want? Brain of muscle. Baby, baby, do you love me at all? That's a $64,000 question. I can't spell those big long words. Don't know much about the bees and birds. Come on, honey, tell me quick. This long waiting is making me sick. Baby, baby, do you love me at all? That's $64,000 question. I can't boil a pot of tea from soup to nuts, you're it for me. Can't cook a cake or bake a potato, but honey, you're right to me. Baby, baby, do you love me at all? That's a $64,000 question. What they can do, I can do better than. As them that can, them that can't. What do you want of a mind of man? Baby, baby, do you love me at all? That's a $64,000 question. Double or nothing, baby, let me know. Out another girl just ran to go. She'll sell for a big Cadillac. She don't want no small time. Bobby Tuggle asking the $64,000 question. Here on Theme Time Radio Hour, we'll ask the questions around here. Sometimes there's four of them. That lets you know you're at a Passover Seder. The questions and answers are asked by the youngest male at the table. They help you tell the story of the Hebrew exodus from Egypt. For instance, when they ask why is this night different from all the other nights, one of the answers is that on all the other nights, you can eat leavened or unleavened bread. But on this night, only unleavened bread, or matzah as it's known. This is because when the Pharaoh finally allowed people to leave Egypt after the 10th plague, they were in such a hurry to get away from slavery, there wasn't time for the dough to rise. They took the raw dough with them on their journey and baked it into hard crackers in the hot desert. These hard crackers were called matzah. As part of the ceremony, only matzah is eaten to remind us of that part of the journey. Here's another question. This one by the Colettes, a band that there's little information about. But like I always say, you don't answer to the information. So here's the Colettes, and who's that guy? Who, who, who does he 
toilets. And who's that guy? You know, that's the question you end up asking when you watch movies sometimes. There's a whole bunch of character actors. You recognize the face, but you have no idea what the name is. You sit there going, hey, who's that guy? Well, here's some of the most famous character actors. Sidney Greenstreet. He's in the Maltese Falcon and Casablanca. Maybe you've seen Kyle's Coburn in The Lady Eve, where gentlemen prefer blondes. There's Billy Body, who's in Gold Diggers of 33, Legend, Willow, and Midget in Shadows. And of course, there's Rondo Hatton, who's the man who could play a monster without wearing makeup. He suffered from acromegaly, which was a condition which caused parts of your body to never stop growing. You can see him in The Creep, Hunchback of Notre Dame, and The Oxbow Incident. And let's not forget Morris Birdbrink Corin, who was in National Velvet and The Sound of Music. Here's the same question, one little difference. Instead of the Colette's question, who's that guy? The Isley Brothers want to know, who's that lady? The Isley Brothers had about six different careers. You can't go to a wedding without hearing their version of the song, Shout. Jimi Hendrix played with them. They were on Motown for a while. Had a record there with This Old Heart of Mine. They had another hit with It's Your Thing. They made some funk records. In 1973, they had a hit with a remake of a record we're gonna play now. And they just keep going. One of the Isley brothers, Ronald, created a new persona with the help of R. Kelly, who took a moment to step out of the closet to help him create the smooth gangster, Mr. Biggs. There was an album in 1996 that went platinum. And the 2003 album, Body Kiss, debuted at number one on the pop charts. At that time, Ronald Isley was 62 years old. This is the Isley Brothers and the original version of Who's That Lady? Who's That Lady by the Isley Brothers. And just like the male character actors, as actresses, you know you know them. You don't know from where. There's a couple. Thelma Ritter, she's been in All About Eve and the Birdmen of Alcatraz. Hattie McDaniel in Showboat and Gone with the Wind. Marjorie Maine, Mon Pa Kettle, and Meet Me in St. Louis. 
Conchata Fair, who was in Network, Mystic Pizza, and Aaron Brockovich. And who can ever forget Margaret Dumont, who was in a lot of Mox Brothers movies, as well as in a film called Up in Arms. The future of Fredonia rests on you. Promise me you'll follow in the footsteps of my husband. Not that I care, but where is your husband? Why, he's dead. I'll bet he's just using that as an excuse. Will you marry me? Did he leave you any money? Answer the second question first. He left me his entire fortune. Is that so? Can't you see what I'm trying to tell you? I love you. A lot of famous books have questions for titles. There's Bud Selberg's What Makes Semi Run. Edward Abbey wrote, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Philip K. Dick had a book called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Horace McCoy wrote a fabulous book about dance marathons called They Shoot Hushes, Don't They? And Dan Hicks and his hot licks have a song that could be a good book title, How Can I Miss You When You Won't Go Away? This is from Dan's first album in 1969. He started off as a drummer with a group called The Charlatans in San Francisco, but he got tired of that whole music scene and started a group that was more strongly influenced by the hot club of France, as well as cowboy singers of the 20s. Here's a song of his from 69 that sounded real out of place back then, but it seems timeless to me. Here's Dan Hicks and his hot licks. How can I miss you when you won't go away? I've talked to your mother and I've talked to your dad. They say they've tried, but it's all in vain. I've begged and I've pleaded, I've even got mad. Now we must face it, you give me a pain. How can I miss you when you won't go away? Keep telling you day after day But you won't listen, you always stay and stay How can I miss you when you won't go away? Your never-ending presence really cramps my style I dream that it won't always be the same At first I was attracted Have you ever heard of the hard to get game? How can I miss you when you won't go away? I keep telling you day after day, but you, you won't listen, you always stay and stay. How can I miss you when you won't go away? and his hot licks. How can I miss you when you won't go away? Sounds like a riddle for the ages. Another riddle for the ages was the riddle of the Sphinx. The Sphinx is probably best known through the plays of Sophocles and the tragedies of Oedipus. What I never knew before is the name Sphinx is derived from the Greek word sphingo, which means to strangle. I just like the word sphingo. The Greek Sphinx was a demon of death and destruction, sometimes shown to be a winged lion with a feminine head a snake tail and bird wings. In Greek legend, the Sphinx sat on a high rock near Thebes and asked a riddle to all who came by. If you could not answer the riddle, you were the Sphinx's next meal. Here is the riddle. What is the creature that walks on four legs in the morning, two legs at noon, and three in the evening? Now according to the myth, Oedipus had recently killed his father in a traffic argument while they were on the road. Soon after, Oedipus confronted the Sphinx, who asked him the riddle. 
Oedipus was able to enter. Man is the creature. In childhood, he creeps on hands and knees. In manhood, he walks erect. In an old age, with the aid of a staff. The Sphinx was so upset that its riddle had been solved that it threw itself from the rock to its death. The story doesn't end there. As a reward, people of Thebes made Oedipus their king. He took the former queen, Jocasta, as his wife. There was a tragic prophecy that was fulfilled. The prophecy was Oedipus would slay his father and marry his mother. When Oedipus learned the truth, he went mad. He gathered out his eyes and wandered the countryside until the day that he died. Why don't we see if the people listening have any questions? Best way that I know to do that is by going to the phones. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hey, Bob. It's me, Lonesome Louie. Oh, Louie, how are you? Still driving that Cadillac? No, Bob, I sold the Cadillac. Got myself a hybrid. 90 miles to the gallon. You still writing songs? I'm trying, Bob. Let me ask you a question. Well, you picked the right show to do it. We're doing questions this week. Oh, great. I'm going to have to tune in. What's your question, Louie? I'm kind of stuck. I can't think of anything to write about. I'm blocked. I don't have any idea what possible things I could be writing about. You've written a couple of songs, Bob. You got any advice? Well, sure, Louie. What's going on? Nothing much. I'm just trying to write a song. No, I mean, what's going on? What do you mean? I mean, what's going on? Look out your window. I mean, there's people walking by you. Each one of them has a story. Maybe there's a guy walking by. He's walking home to see his wife. Or he's walking away from his wife. Or his wife's waiting for him. Or she's not waiting for him. Or she's with someone else. All those things can be the start of a song. I never thought of it that way. All you gotta do is get outside of your own head, look around, and see what's going on. You really think so, Bob? Hey, don't just take it from me. Take it from Marvin Gaye. All he did was look at the headlines, look at the news. He checked out what was going on. And then he wrote about it. And you know what he called it? What's going on? You got it. You keep trying, Louie. We'll be here if you need us. Thanks, Bob.
That was Marvin Gaye and What's Going On. Another guy with a question was Eddie Lawrence. He was a raconteur who made a name for himself during the Depression. He worked the bus spells, and during World War II, he served in North Africa. When he came back to the States, he became a director, directing live shows for the American and English troops, with performers like Humphrey Bogart, John Marley, Bruce Cabot, Phil Marshall Alexander, and Leo DeRocher. He appeared on Broadway in Three Penny Opera and was a fixture in the New York theater scene. But what he's best remembered for was for having one of the few comedy singles that dented the Billboard Top 40. It was called The Old Philosopher, and in it, he presented a series of problems punctuated by a marching band after asking, is that what's bothering you, Bunky? You know, description doesn't do it justice. Let me play a little bit of Eddie Lawrence. Hiya, folks. You say you lost your job today. You say it's 4 a.m. and your kids ain't come home from school yet. You say your wife went out for a corned beef sandwich last weekend. The corned beef sandwich came back, but she didn't. You say your furniture's out all over the sidewalk because you can't pay the rent and you got chapped lips and paper cuts and your feet's all swollen up and blistered from pounding the pavement looking for work. Is that what's troubling you, fella? Hey there, friend. You say your radiators didn't work all winter, and now that it's summer, they started up again and you can't turn them off? You say your wife sent your lightweight suits to the cleaners, and that means you'll have to wear your itchy tweeds this morning when they say it'll hit 106? And you gotta meet an important business man in an hour? And your bridge just broke, and you pasted it together with bubble gum, and you hope it don't fall apart while you're doing some fast talking to this man? And, and your shoelace just busted. And you open a big cut on your cheek, trying to even out your sideburns. And your daughter's gone out with a convict. And your wife just confessed she gave you last $60 as a deposit on an airplane hanger. Is that what's troubling you, friend? Now, this is the old philosopher saying, so long, folks. That was Eddie Lance, the old philosopher. Here's a question posed by the lovely Billy Huntley from the Decca Record label from back in 1945. It's a song written by Cole Porter, and it's called, What Is This Thing Called Love?
Sports. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Well, guess what? Some questions are going to have to remain unanswered because we've worn out of welcome here. We've been here for 60 minutes, and that's all the time we've got. We've raised a lot of questions in the past hour and come up with precious few answers. So I thought to end the show, I present an answer to you. So here's the answer by Carl Sandberg. You have spoken the answer a child searches for sometimes into the red dust on a dark rose leaf. And so you have gone far, for the answer is silence. In the Republic of the Winking Stars, it's been cataclysms. Sure we are. It is off there. The answer is hidden and folded over, sleeping in the sun, careless whether it is Sunday or any other day of the week, knowing silence will bring all one way or another. Have we not seen purple of the pansy out of the mulch and mold crawl into a dusk of velvet? Blur of yellow, almost we thought from nowhere, but it was the silence, the future working. Carl Sandberg, poet was the answer. So I'm going to take my cue from Carl and just shut up. See you next week. Here on Theme Time Radio Hour, questionable themes, unanswerable dreams, and interrogatory schemes. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Theme Time Radio Hour with your host, Bob Dylan. Produced by Eddie Gorodetsky and the associate producer is Anita Fitzgerald. Continuity is by Eats Martin and the editor is Damien Rodriguez. The supervising editor is Rob McClumber. The research team is Diane Lapson and Bernie Bernstein with additional research courtesy of Lynn Sheridan, April Hayes, Callie Clavin, Terrence Michael, Sean Patrick, and Matthew Meltzer. Robert Bauer was the librarian and the production coordinator was Debbie Sweeney. Special thanks go out to Randy Azradi, Coco Shinomiya, Samson Steiner, and Lee Abrams. Tex Carbone was our director of studio operations. Recorded in Studio B of the historic Abernathy building, the crown jewel of the city's skyline. It's a great water park production in association with Big Red Tree. This is your announcer, Pierre Mancini, speaking. Don't miss next week's show when our subject is truth and lies. 